0: Good evening, you beautiful, crack-addled bastards. The broadcaster and I will be starting today's episode discussing our new ranking system and the performances that inspired it. Want to skip all that and get to our review of Tulsa King? No problem. Just skip to the 20-minute mark and you will be good to go. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show. (laughs) Broadcaster Nichols, it's the first episode of the year, and you know what that means. A new, official, patented crack seller rating system is upon us, and this year, it was your turn at the wheel. Care to defend yourself?
1: It's a very highly complex, a lot of time, scientific data was just dissected through to come to these conclusions. Um, and really uh, anybody else's opinions are kind of just bullshit so I don't listen to any of those people this is if really... you have any problems you can leave them in our comment box on GoFuckYourself.com
0: yeah I think this is a controversial this is a controversial ranking system in my opinion I think it's the most controversial since we've started doing them but I mean I don't know the Nick Cage one with Ghost Rider and Wicker man, that was kind of controversial too. So I guess you're just born in controversy, broadcaster, <laughs> because you do not have Satan from South Park on your tier list. And when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, the ball's on this man to leave South Park bigger, That's a better, cartoon. and uncut. I don't care. That is a a Satan, and there's a voice actor who played that Satan, and you know who it is, Broadcast. (laughs) He deserves to be on that list, and you left him off. (laughs) Well, let's let's start from the top. Tim Curry from Legend, 100% agree with this one. This would have been my pick for S2.
1: I don't think it's... Anybody that's over the age of 28 probably has heard of Legend, maybe hasn't watched it, but they at least know of it. I think anybody below that that knows about Legend, you're a legend, to be honest, and you give me hope for your generation. Yes. So keep keep that going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, Tim Curry. It's one of those movies where you'll t- even if you know who Tim Curry is and you know his like portfolio, his, his, the movies he's done at the time it's one of those performances where it can catch you off guard where you might not realize it's him till like you're three quarters of the way through the movie or so you might not realize it at all. Someone has to tell you because you didn't see it in the, in the credits. Cause nobody fucking reads the credits. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's like one of those performances. in fact, from personally for me, it was years cause I watched it as a young kid and then I was watching home alone too, of course. And, and, um, what else uh, a little uh, shop of horrors and um what else was he in our rocky horror picture show sorry not a little shop of horrors um
0: yeah that's probably the most famous thing he's ever been in
1: which is I'm trying to crazy. think of other movies he's in but he, he's he been in other things but i think it was fucking when i was a teenager i found out that that was tim curry my mind was blown <laughs> Cause You you see Satan in legend, and it is the coolest beast Satan you'll ever see. I don't think anybody has come close.
0: How? So. so,
1: And it's all prosthetic. It's not CGI. It's all prosthetically driven.
0: I don't know if this is true for you like it is for me. He was the first realistic depiction of Satan I ever saw.
1: In my life
0: so like mm-hmm. he is he, like he's my he scared agent.
1: the shit out of me dude and as a young kid I had nightmares oh, of that yeah. fool's face dude,
0: I watched <laughs> legend like I think when I was four or yeah. something like that like I watched legend real early and I dude I, the imprint the imprint his Satan left on my mental psyche and schema is eternal and everlasting when I close my eyes and think of Satan it is him the face, that face, <laughs> with the yeah. horns, the way the horns come, like that whole thing is like literally how my brain thinks of as a baseline for what Satan is. It just imprinted on me. Did it do that for oh, you? Oh,
1: do you absolutely do. That movie is the reason I like fantasy. Hell yeah. I, I mean, like it, What's like I was, I was, I was so young, and that movie was showing me, like, you know, Fantasia is, you know, like it's just that whole movie is it's a hard movie to describe because it's not a silent movie, but it's almost close to it, you know, and the way they use the audio in that movie, the way some people's voices echo, like in the caverns and in the, like the scenes they set up and the lighting and like, just that grainy film for the time it was shot in. Yeah. All of that comes together. Great. Like, pretty much yep ridley scott (laughs) Uh,
0: and it's so funny too because like when you think of ridley scott there are so many amazing movies you can rattle off some of them more surprising than others but i guarantee you if you ask most people hey name the best four ridley scott movies none of them would name legend and that's a legend is so fucking good that's, like, how prolific that motherfucker is. Like, you could go so... There are so many four movies you could pick from his catalog that are all so good, and you'd be like, I didn't miss anything. Be like, what about Legend? Oh,
1: shit. Yeah. Oh, dude. I I mean, if I'm being real, it's... It's Alien, Blade Runner, Legend. Mm-hmm. Those are... That is his Triforce.
0: For sure, yeah. If you're doing a Triforce, I'd go that direction too.
1: Yeah. Anyways, that's the S. That's the S. Tim Curry, absolute fucking beast, legend. Unfortunate, is he passed? Away? He's still alive. I'm pretty sure. It's very unfortunate the condition he's in.
0: Oh yeah, fuck! But, I forgot about that. <laughs> he is like he's he's not a vegetable, right? Like he just yeah, he is. He's he totally oh, is. Okay. Yeah, abs- yeah, yeah. He's
1: absolutely. not. Yeah, he's not. That sucks. Able to get out of his um his wheelchair anymore, I I believe I I, my brain tells me I think he passed away, but you know I've made this mistake with so many people now. I don't want (laughs) I don't want to say that, but especially since COVID, like
0: I feel like exactly yeah COVID bubble where you're not sure. There's so many people that
1: died. You're just like not sure. But yeah, moving moving on from the legend himself, we're gonna go down to what I just ranked Tulsa King. And that is Peter Stormare's performance in Constantine as Satan, which is short. A lot of people are gonna. <clears throat> this is probably one of the more controversial yep. ones. Maybe this it's was not. Mine. <laughs>
0: when I looked at him, like I Yep. This yeah.
1: one is a. This one is a heart pick for me because one, I think Peter Stormare is an underrated G as an actor.
0: Oh, I love him. For
1: and sure. B, while it's a very very short lived character in the movie, it is a conclusion to the end of the movie. So it's not like he's just like a one-off. He is a, a very purposeful Satan in the movie. Sorry. One second. But he left such a mark in that scene as Satan. I just, to ever, he left such a mark in that scene as Satan that I could never really compare it to anybody else besides Tim Curry, even though they're totally opposite Satans, right? Yeah. But his performance in just like that three fucking minutes he was in was so fucking cool. And just it, it, the written design into the character too, the fact that he had the fucking the, the sulfur and mud on his feet because he couldn't walk upon the earth, you know, and stuff like that. Him lighting the cigarette for him, eating when he was dying of lung cancer from cigarettes and shit like that. All that stuff was just super cool to me. And the bargaining, all that cool shit. It just I was young. I've watched it numerous times. It doesn't age the best because the gra- the, the CGI looks terrible now. But mm-hmm. at the time, Constantine was fucking the CGI was awesome at the time so i don't really try to hold that against the performance itself even though it's a huge part of his scene <laughs> but the acting the acting was fucking just phenomenal and i i don't know this is a huge this is kind of maybe a little off tangent but i like the idea the concept of the the men the the suave devil's advocate type looking people Wearing white instead of black. Like I've always like uh, people often think like when it like the yin and yang that the black is the bad and the white is the good when it's not at all. You know, and I, I like when I see that concept in like uh, archetypal evil, like say Satan, you know, who shows up as a human in a white suit, such as Peter Stormare's performance. It also happened in Onimusha. <laughs> which is like a little this is where it kind of goes off tangent, you know, like Onimusha four, which is kind of the worst of them all. But nonetheless, one of the cool ideas they played around with was the apparit, the, the avatar that takes form as these archetypal evils, like such to Satan, they come into our realms with like, as being a suave person wearing a white suit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It kind of, it's a cool concept that I like. I've always kind of liked, and Steve Peter Stormare was the original, you know. So, yeah, he's up there. That was a lot to say, you know. I know a lot of people will say that you know it wasn't much, and it's not. It shouldn't be up there, but I say go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure
0: if I would have got him on my list. I don't think I would have, honestly. But I, I <laughs> love Peter Stormare. Like he is amazing like in everything and he it's weird because he plays these little bit roles and like he's one of those guys where you're just like I can't even remember what he's from but I've seen him in a hundred different things type of guy oh yeah and he's always yeah. good in all of it so I, I definitely like him as an actor but uh, personally Al Pacino would have taken wouldn't my a rank if I did this list but instead broadcaster has ah uh, He has sentenced him to be a B. Al Pacino, (laughs) devil's advocate with the B rank. Defend yourself, broadcaster. I fucked uh. (laughs) her!
2: I fucked you, Al! (laughs)
1: Oh, man. I mean, it's a great performance. Don't get me wrong. The movie's the shit. But, I mean... You could literally take the idea <laughs> it, it, if they literally if they didn't put it in front of your face that Al Pacino was Satan, he could have just been a fucking magician, fucking <laughs> or his wife, okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was a great movie acting was like, phenomenal. Like he's like but... Theranos
0: CEO and he wasn't
1: really and he was just... <laughs> Yeah, dude. He, he had Keanu on fucking lithium the whole time or <laughs> drugs or some shit, you know? Like, that would have been an ending. It totally wouldn't have been plausible. <laughs> but, uh... You know, they they went with, like, this very... Very 90s corporate CEO Satan theme, <laughs> which turned out to be a fucking awesome movie. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but- dude. His
0: his rant at the end of that movie <laughs> is one of the most legendary movie rants of all time. His his rant to fucking Keanu at the end, he, and Al Pacino's the fucking man, fucking Scarface, yeah, uh, and. Really why he would take A for me is just because if I were to do this list, I would base it like on my imprint of what I'd identify as Satan in my life in terms of cinema. And Tim Curry definitely would have been S. He'd be number one. But for me, Al Pacino is my number two like in terms of where my brain would go when I think of Satan. That movie had a huge impact on me. I love Keanu Reeves. This was one of the first sort of like... More adult slow movies. I really got into when I was a kid. Like I, I got this movie right when it came out. I don't know what year was it? Like nineteen ninety five or six, something like that. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm you go ahead.
0: I'm just gonna say it's it's uh very imprinted on me. Like I that Al Pacino performance of Satan is like imprinted on me in a way that. It's almost like I think of him more as Satan than I do of, than Scarface, which is crazy to say. But in my <laughs> brain, I associate him more to Satan than Scarface. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's crazy, and I, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, before I mean, go before we go forward. I think you know the main theme for me when it comes to Satan is, you know, not per se like how great. The actor was, in general, just acting in the movie and, like, how fleshed out the character was and stuff like that. But, like, the arcane and arterial theme to the character itself, you know? Because I think my my more ideal versions of Satan is pretty much the opposite of what Al Pacino was in, 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 uh devil's advocate you know who is more of like a human like i said a coked up human like satan was in a coked up human's body fucking whoever he could you know like which is cool great movie again (laughs) not not knocking the movie (laughs) but when it comes to like a more i'm thinking more of like a more angels versus demons ethereal type
0: okay you know
1: satan and that's why tim curry is at the top for me you know cuz he kind of cemented what satan should be you know mm-hmm. like a very mm-hmm. mythical legendary type beast like diablo from the games you know like mm-hmm. something like that uh so that's why going going forward maybe you'll understand going more going forward <laughs> <laughs> cuz uh The next one down (laughs) from Al Pacino is uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, shit. People might be like, who the fuck is Elizabeth Hurley? Does the chick from Austin Powers? Correct. It is the chick from Austin Powers. But, right? She was in Austin Powers. Yes. But they replaced her, I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they replaced her with Beyonce.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) But she was in a great fucking movie. (laughs) Along by also a forgotten with a forgotten actor by the name of Brendan Fraser who's having a small a little bit of a small emergence, <laughs> but essentially, uh, Brendan Fraser is a fucking loser who sells his soul wow. Wow. to the devil, and the devil in this movie is Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, fine fine ass elizabeth hurley
0: oh yeah this was like right when hurley was at her peak but about to fall down
1: yeah like she yep. was super
0: hot but you could see the writing on the wall that she's <laughs> about to hit like the the mark where all the hollywood actresses stopped getting as much work like, yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm just describing hollywood you know this isn't my, i don't own the industry i don't know what group might
1: You said it, you said it, not me. Anyways, (laughs) I'm giving I'm putting Elizabeth on this list not because she's the greatest Satan. Uh, maybe some would say she's worth more than a C in the Satan department, maybe some would say she's. Well, below a C in the same department. If you're going on hottest,
0: then she's the S for sure. (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: And if we're going to do a law of equivalencies, okay, where things balance each other out, okay? I have to say that a high sex appeal Satan, well, not something I asked for, I got. (laughs) And I got as a... I got it at the right time in my childhood. Okay. was at the right time. Tell us. <laughs> okay. So I didn't forget. Elizabeth, I didn't forget. Okay. <laughs> so you're on my list. Well, <laughs> I'll
0: tell you right now that I did forget that Harvey Keitel was in Little Nicky, our D-rank yeah <laughs> i straight up for like when you sent me that i was like
1: wait a second
0: he was in little nicky and i had to look yep. it up and i was like oh my god and
1: dead. not only not only was he not only was the fucking legend in fucking it's funny how this works tim curry plays satan s class legend the movie legend himself legend s class right triple legend <laughs> harvey cartel harvey Kaitel, legend himself Worst Satan performance I've ever seen in my fucking life. Okay, <laughs> you. I get what you're trying to do. There's a comedic edge to this whole fucking thing, but you were a beta cuck. Okay, you were a beta cuck, Satan, dude. It was the, mo- it was dude. the shame, most shameful Satan we've ever seen. Right? This is yeah. the man that rules the under underworld. Nah, nah, nah. no fucking way, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, pl- he
0: played it almost like Billy Crystal, <laughs> if I remember right, like.
1: Yeah, I remember. Just had a this... fleece robe on the whole time.
0: Yeah, and he he kind of just like did like had a
1: super big boomer mentality, like get yeah. off my lawn, you know. <laughs> uh, well, that
0: about does it. I guess till next time, broadcaster. <laughs> till next time. <laughs> Put on your big Hollywood sunglasses, and light the torch, because it's cellar time. Welcome to the crack cellar, as the prophecy was once foretold. I'm Two-Spirit Penguin Daniel.
1: And I've evolved into Master Caster. Mr. Nichols what the fuck dude I just <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did I just dead name you um
1: broadcaster
0: it's a new year
1: please and, please uh, <laughs> master
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have a new year new Taylor Sheridan show this man, i never heard of him before, like, before a year ago, and <laughs> it's, like, six different shows that are number one. <laughs> what the fuck? Steve, so like, made a pact with the devil or something.
1: Yeah, this guy did Yellowstone, right? He,
0: he did Yellowstone, all those spinoffs, and this show, and then, like, he's working on some other show, too, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, like, I guess he got his name on Sons of Anarchy or something. He was, like... Is that right? He was... Yeah, he was like a no namer in Sun Well, like on the writing staff and shit, and, uh or I don't whatever he was, he was on the obviously the like the actual production end of things, not an actor, um, for Sons of Anarchy. And then, yeah, I guess he got a wild hair up his ass. I guess he like I don't know if there was like animosity between those people on the set or if he just didn't like not having as much power as he wanted, so he became a director slash writer slash actor because he's in Yellowstone, right? Um, he 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 makes a guest appearance picking up Jimmy, I think. He's the cowboy that tells him to tie down his shit on the truck. And he's like with what? You know what I'm talking about?
0: It's possible because I will be honest, I don't know what the man looks like. <laughs> so could you pretty be sure good?
1: that pretty sure that's Taylor Sheridan it is mm-hmm. the cowboy that picks him up.
0: I'll take your word for that. You know, M. Yeah. Night Shyamalan does that. He does it. Exactly yeah,
1: he, he dude, he... Actually, when you think about it, it's a very M. Not, M. Night Shyamalan it's thing, that. too. <laughs> do, you, do you
0: think uh, the Taylor Sheridan's gonna have the M. Night Shyamalan thing where he overstays his welcome and starts to put out stuff that... I mean, I'll tell you right now, I still watch everything that man puts out, and I think most of it's decent. Like, I don't think he's that... Bad.
1: M. Night just likes... Dude, it's just it's fun. Just, it, it's yeah. just cool to make fun of M. Night. It's never... Waned, unfortunately for that guy. But I don't think he's ever really done anything to the point where you run him out of town. Yeah, I I mean
0: the village is my least favorite thing he's ever done, and a lot of people. That's
1: crazy because that's like one of the only thing the haters like his village. Of course, of
0: course, yeah, (laughs) yeah, of course. Makes sense. Uh, by the way, fucking, there's. Uh, a show on apple plus called servant which is like a sort of his yeah pg-13 horror tv show that like isn't too fucked up like where kids can watch it uh but Hmm. it's still pretty creepy and i think that's a great show i think it's one of the best things he's done
1: in his modern
0: career so
1: do people shit on lady in the water i loved it (laughs) that was a good one
0: no for that yeah, most I think most of his stuff is pretty good, but I don't know. I liked Signs, and a lot of people think Signs sucks too. But you know, Joaquin Phoenix had a knockout performance. You know, that directly led to Joker, in my opinion. I think uh, you can say Signs is a prequel.
1: Yeah. Game. I almost forgot Joaquin was in fucking <laughs> signs dude I, I just remember and, uh, Mel Gibson's crazy ass yeah, saying old Papa Gibson holding down in there too yeah it was, that was a beloved and, <laughs> that's that's a hollywood approved gibson right there still
0: yes yes he was still in the club back then but uh you know let's get let's get back to Tulsa King broadcaster yes. so uh I'm not going to lie. I think Taylor Sheridan's a little overrated. I think I think Yellowstone's a little overrated. I think 1883, that first prequel is probably the best thing he's made so far that I've seen up until Tulsa King. But now I think it might be Tulsa King. What about you? Have you seen all of the Sheridan stuff?
1: No, 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 not at all. I haven't seen 1883. I haven't seen the movie. Is the one is the movie even out yet with Harrison Ford?
0: It's another TV show, nineteen twenty-three.
1: Oh, it's a TV. I thought it was gonna be a movie. No, and there's oh, already shit.
0: five episodes out right now.
1: Okay. It's, it's yeah. I, I haven't seen that either.
0: It's I. It's not. I don't think it's as good as eighteen eighty-three. Not man. As that's as
1: that's wild. Either. So that means he's doing Tulsa King, nineteen twenty-three, and you said he's working on something else all at yeah, the same time.
0: I, I, that could. Be a rumor, but I swear I heard there is another show that he was working on right now too. I mean, God damn, so that would be four.
1: That boy is busy.
0: Yeah, but I think he was wise to co-create with Terrence Winter, who's one of the original writers from Sopranos, because this show, I could just see if if uh, yeah, the Sopranos influence wasn't there, this show could have been bad. You, you know what it I mean? It would it would have been bad. If yeah, it, that, like. Uh, Terrence Winter, I feel like, might have saved this show from being his first bomb.
1: Yeah, well, we also don't know. I mean, it it could have been Taylor's. I mean, he's probably a cowboy guy. He probably brought Terrence in for a reason because he wants to write a mafia type show.
0: (laughs) Taylor Sheridan and Terrence Winter wrote the first episode together, the pilot, which was a really good episode, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Then Terrence Winter wrote the second episode. Another good one. And then from there, three random people wrote three, four, five, and six. of so four. Those middle four episodes were just random people. But then the last three were all written by Terrence Winter.
1: They felt like it.
0: So, yeah, like, it's funny because I remember in retrospect, I was looking at this show and thinking, man, there, the middle, like, there was a couple points in the middle. Where I was kind of like, yeah, I could, you know, give or take whatever is OK on it. But the beginning and the end of this show was wild. And there you see why you have the fucking the OG Sopranos guy wrote all of those, the beginning and the end.
1: Right. Yeah, for I will say, though, for. It being written by Terrence. And, you know, also being co-written slash is is Taylor an executive producer is he just writing? Uh, I'm not sure if he's actually producing the show or if he's an executive producer of some kind, but um nonetheless
0: he, well, I mean hes an executive it,
1: producer, felt, yes. it, it felt it felt kind of kiddy to me. The show felt very like pg thirteen you know almost like there was no i know they show people getting shot in the head and stuff like that, but it's very tame you see it coming most of the time. There's not a lot of like, like surprises. Like when I think the most mafia esque thing I saw was, uh, what Waltrip choking that chick. Yeah. The, the, the girlfriend that was obviously a fucking rat. (laughs) And, uh, I just, I did not even feel like there's no tension in that scene because it just felt like it was obviously coming. And, I don't know. Like when you like compare it to things like The Sopranos and shit. You there's no there's no big surprises or anything. You know. Uh yeah. Well, there are a few. I mean the I mean fucking cheeky having bad. a cheeky having a wig was one of the biggest surprises to me. <laughs> you know, when after yeah. he's drowning his dad and he looks in the mirror, I was like, "What's wrong with his hair?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, it's true, but. There are a few things that really surprised me. Well, and I'll talk about them more in the spoiler section. But I, I could see your point where there's no like there's no moment where uh, I mean, OK, uh, Sopranos spoiler in case anyone hasn't watched Sopranos uh, when they take uh, <laughs> the dude's girlfriend out to the woods and kill her when, the, you know, she snitch, she snitches to the feds and they find out and she calls what was his character's name again is it michael uh it's the, the girl club you know the young couple. yeah what the hell was his name Was it michael
1: i think it or was my
0: actor's name i can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to make me look it up now man. but either way
0: uh that moment where she calls him and you think that he's going to go on the lamb with her but instead he sends her to her death Like, I think most people would say that is the shocker moment of The Sopranos. Like, if you had to pick one. I Yeah. Junior shooting, Tony was also up there. But I think the the girlfriend execution was, like, super brutal and kind of, like... I don't know if you didn't see it coming, but it's more like you just felt like there's no way they'll do it type of thing. And then they do it. Right. There's nothing like that in Tulsa King, but... And I also what, think the biker gang stuff was my least favorite part of Tulsa King. I don't know about you. I enjoyed everything other than the biker stuff.
1: Well, that's what I'm talking about. A lot of it just felt really kind of phoned into me, you know, like it wasn't maybe it was because it was supposed to be a B side story type of thing to the, the actual like mafia yeah. main plot. But at this, in if that, I mean, if that's the case, then you should have just cut it. You should have made more time for the mafia plot and just fucking got rid of the biker stuff. Cause at the end of the day, the only the only thing that the biker plot served was a catalyst to turn a character out of character to me, which is uh, what's her name? The ATF agent, like because yeah. by the end of the story, like you were kind of alluding to it, she does something. That it just seems like, I mean, it's supposed to be the surprise, but at the same time, I'm just like, that just doesn't, babe, like, that wasn't you at all. Like, what? <laughs> did, but I mean, ATFs yes. and ATF, and they're all rats, if you're asking me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm not surprised. Yes. I'm surprised, but not surprised.
0: No, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> that on. also, what you're talking about was a surprise to me. So, yeah. I, I definitely got surprised a few times in the show, but definitely nothing too crazy. But if you really look at the first season of The Sopranos, first season of The Sopranos wasn't that crazy either. But but it was it, groundbreaking. It, was, <laughs> it definitely was. And this isn't really groundbreaking. This is sort of like ground sodding. I yeah, I would say.
1: Well, it is pretty cool to see familiar faces from Sopranos, though. I will say that. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And what fucking was born to play a fucking mafia guy like I it's crazy watching him play because I've seen him play so many characters and a lot of people will can accuse him of just playing himself. You know, they do that with Tom Cruise as well, like certain actors like, oh, he just plays himself. Yeah, he played himself in this, but himself is a fucking OG. You're just like, yeah, yeah is him. Yeah, like, yeah. It's
1: crazy how that works, dude. I love how they got Max Casella because he was kind of like a nobody. Yep. <laughs> now he's like a main guy. <laughs> 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 he must feel honored by Terrence. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I loved all the mafia stuff,
0: and you can just tell you can feel the Sopranos influence on like the actual way they write the mafia. Cause there's a lot of different versions of the mafia through cinema history. And some of them yeah. are kind of cartoon, more cartoony than others
1: overplayed. <laughs> yeah.
0: This was really good. Although there is one moment where anyway, let's, uh, let's say for the purposes of this non-spoiler review, uh, would you recommend people go out and watch Tulsa King?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not going to confirm nor deny how I obtained my episodes to watch these and <laughs> review, <laughs> but I do got to say that this whole like streaming spider web s- service, streaming service spiderweb, is insane. And I wouldn't blame anyone for not wanting to watch, say like the Tulsa King, because they don't want to go buy a fucking Paramount plus membership or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them at fucking all. It's like this a shit needs to stop. <laughs>
0: most of the other content Paramount plus is like fucking woke like Star Trek type stuff. Like, it's a lot of that. And Tulsa King, I have a feeling that anyone on that side of the fence is going to look at Tulsa King, not even really give it a chance and just be revolted by the poster. Covers, yeah. If you know what I mean. Like yeah, this for not, sure. This is not a match for the network. Tulsa King feels like a show that should be on Netflix or something a little less. Uh,
1: I think it should be on all of them. I really th- like this fucking exclusive like I, it was one thing when it was just netflix and hulu right and you could have red versus blue you know yeah. and you could have your a and b and you know there's just two worlds you know that's that's plenty but now that there's so many and everyone has exclusives you're like you're paying 15 dollars a month just to watch a show you know it's they right got you now where we started yeah, with
0: cable dude the whole reason Ex- streaming yeah. took off is because it was cheaper than cable but now streaming is more yeah. expensive than cable in its prime In it's for like sure payday the I 2000 think the, or whenever yeah, the, yeah. the prime of cable tv was yeah you're right we are way more expensive than that now to if you oh yeah for all, sure if you want to have all the streaming and i'm not even all of them just like all the main ones you're talking yep. almost 100 bucks for yep. just the main ones and that's yep. arguable you'd probably leave some out that some people would consider main so yeah we're what for all of them what do you think like 500 bucks 400 bucks at this point cuz there's so many they're so. Oh yeah.
1: Now. I mean, I honestly couldn't tell you because I've never spent on, spent a dime on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know where they started and I know where they're at now. You know, I know that once upon a time you could get fucking Netflix for as low as three ninety nine a month. <laughs> you know, and now oh, we're man. at like fucking almost twenty dollars a month, and that's not. And that three be keep in mind that three ninety nine got you everything, everything. Now we're at like fifteen to twenty dollars a month, and they still withhold stuff from you if you're not willing to pay for the family package or whatever the fuck it is you know <laughs> it, it but beyond that you know a solution to this to take it out of these fuckers' hands to be honest is for these the actual uh film houses or I, I don't know the proper terminology i'm not fucking this smart with this shit but wh- whoever is like creating and owning the actual films the shows and stuff like that they need to make multi uh platform contracts you know like timed exclusives or something like that yeah we'll premiere on netflix for like three months but then it's going to paramount then it's going to hbo then it's going you know whatever this shouldn't it because the fucking idea that they're expecting everyone just to subscribe to a platform, just to check out a show that looks interesting is ludicrous. Is it fucking, I don't know. They can't be, I know the market penetration. I don't know. What's the proper way to say this? Like multi customer, multi platform customer penetration or whatever. That can't be that high. I can't imagine there's a fuck ton of people out there subscribed to more than two platforms.
0: Oh, you know, I guarantee you that there's a lot of people subscribe to probably like four or five. I'll bet that's insane. So the national average of is probably like three point five.
1: That would be my guess. I would have said that like a few years ago. You knew, you know, maybe. But right now, especially like with the economy going the way it is, you think people are still subscribing?
0: Dude, most. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong and I'm just like fucking my brain has been warped from twitter and like the fucking fake online universe but it feels like a lot of people have every one and i know i'll take yeah. two people i know personally that both have like five Christ. and they don't even bat an eye about at it like i brought it up to one of them i kind of just didn't even bother questioning but the other one i kind of like raised a question like so i mean we're back to cable huh what do you feel about you know having all these and totally fine with it just you know like totally just brushed it off like oh that's just normal you know i'm guessing total he was spending 70 ish dollars for all these so that's that's like a cable bill at this point
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: So, I don't, I don't know. Comcast was smart. They would, like, seize back on this and be like, come back to cable. We're cheaper now. Like, we should do some no
1: special. shit, dude. No <laughs> the cord, shit.
0: The cord glue on special. Like,
1: <laughs> <what the heck? laughs> be smart. But then, you know, then if you pull back the curtain, you realize people that own the fucking Comcast and the big names also own all those fucking platforms. So, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's all game yeah. cards.
1: Yep. It's boiling the frog <laughs> yes. Anyways, Tulsa King Great show <laughs> <laughs> <I> Highly <laughs> recommend
0: <laughs>
1: Listen kids World's yeah. dark Buy yourself an AR-15 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of cool scenes and It's a nine episode season It's, you know If you like Sly Stallone, man you're not going to be hungry after watching this. There's a lot of sly to chew on. And uh it's good sly. Good writing for the most part. I think it's Taylor Sheridan's best show at this point. I'm on, kind of on the fence. 1883 was really fucking good. But you know, this is going to go multiple seasons. 1883 was like a limited series. And this one encapsulated story where this is Based on the way this season ends, I think they're shooting for at least five seasons. And I know it's already been renewed.
1: Fucking so tired of that shit, dude. Dude, shows are the new movies. If they plan it. Show short short shows are the new high budget movies. They dude. are. They I'm, really I'm are, convinced, right? man. People like they, they're really falling into a class of their own.
0: Yeah, they, and they, they need are. to continue. It started with Band of Brothers back in the day on HBO. They did it first before yep. anyone else knew, and everyone was so weird. I remember everyone was so weirded out by the concept. Like no one knew what to do with it. There's like, it was like a hobbyist thing. Like it wasn't even like watching cinema. It was like some weird, fucking hobbyist production like oh isn't that quaint <laughs> isn't that that quaint, series
1: I do say that is quite <laughs> the idea
0: <laughs> but yeah I definitely I if you already watch this guy's stuff Taylor Sheridan stuff definitely recommend if you love Sly Stallone recommend if you like Sopranos it, I recommend but if you don't fall into any of those three groups I'd probably say it's a toss up if you will like it or not coin flip
1: yeah i mean well there's i mean there's a lot of people that aren't going to like it because a it's it's not uh
2: <laughs>
1: it's not agenda it's not agenda driven uh no, it's, not. it's it also doesn't have like i mean it's also pretty masculine let's just get it i'll say it bluntly i mean it's about mafia cowboy culture dr- marijuana um And, you know, and and I guess biker kind of is gang slash mafia theme. Um, You know, and just uh, uh, what's law enforcement drama intrigue, you know? Like, so it's not like, I mean, that's not for everybody. That's a pretty, that's a lot of masculine qualities for a show, you know? So women probably aren't going to like it too much. Um, Plus, I don't think Sylvester Stallone's a very liked actor anymore. He's kind of... On the like people in my our demographic, you know i I watch this show because of Sly, you know, mm-hmm. but I remember Sly as Rambo and Rocky, <laughs> you know, so like I can't imagine someone who's like twenty is going to look at this show and be like, "Oh shit, Sylvester Sloan, <laughs> you know, no. and that seems to be the only thing that would really draw anybody to the show is seeing Sylvester Stallone's face, so it's probably. I just by that merit, it's probably never going to achieve too much success. I think (laughs) that's why it kind of saddens me to think that they're going to try to draw it out five seasons. Well, it should be a lot shorter.
0: (laughs) Well, no, that that was a guess. I was just because the way they wrote the finale to this show without saying exactly what it was implied. They have a very long term plan with the storyline because nothing was like the it wasn't wrapped up in a bow. That's for damn sure. And the way they kind of left it was super like. Specifically open ended, which just sounds like a double negative or something like that, but it's. It's weird, it's hard to describe, but the way they left it was just. We have plans for multiple seasons, because if it was only two seasons, I don't think they would have ended it like that.
1: If it was only one season, I
0: damn well, they weren't going to end it like that.
1: Kind of a close. I mean, two seasons. I mean, it could theoretically end with it could with two seasons. I I mean, get the vibe. Yeah, it would be it would be a tight squeeze or a longer season. Maybe they come back for twelve episodes or something like that, and then I could see it happening. But yeah, that would be that'd be a bit much with another eight nine episode banger.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you're definitely right. The you know Stallone is. (laughs) Last Blood kind of made a lot of people not like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of looked at him a little weird after Last Blood. <laughs> oh, shit. You don't got a problem with Asians, do you, Mr. Stallone? <laughs> not at all, why you ask. <laughs> Dwight
0: Manfredi released from prison 25 years after committing a murder for the That
1: Steve Buscemi did not do.
0: (laughs) No, Buscemi was not there. Would have been a great cameo, though. Get Buscemi in there somehow.
1: I was really hoping he was going to show up in the, the past scene. (laughs) <laughs> when it was like nineteen eighty-two or whatever. <laughs> that one, <that's> <laughs> I was like, Oh, Bushemi's gonna show up, Bushemi show up, Bushemi show up. <laughs> oh shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so basically the premise of this show it plays out in the pilot. He gets out of prison, the boss is like, Yeah, we're glad you didn't spill your mouth, but we need you out of town for reasons and Vernon send you to Tulsa, and then this dude just starts a crime empire in Tulsa. And uh relatively quickly <laughs> relatively quickly, yeah, and the, by the end of the first episode, essentially the empire is is going up, the scaffolding is up, and uh it's
1: turns it's, out everybody in Tulsa folds quick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, th-
0: I think the one of the wildest things about the show early on in this first episode is just like how he walks into a weed dispensary and just literally tells him, "Hey, this is my weed dispensary now and then that's yeah. the way it is. <laughs> like, and they got the guy from uh, Silicon they totally Valley got them... to play the yeah. weed shop owner. Was... Perfect casting. That was just great casting for a fucking <laughs> weed shop owner. I love that.
1: Yeah. They also got the vibe down for a middle of nowhere pot shop. Because I don't know how many of those you've been to. Because it's mm-hmm. a relatively exactly it's a relatively new thing for me and you. But, like, I went out to, <clears throat> don't want to give our location away too much, but uh town out in Clealum. We I was out in Cleelum. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if you're from around this place in the Pacific Northwest, you know Cleelum is, you know, it's not the middle of nowhere anymore like it used to be. But it's still pretty relatively out there, especially if are expecting a weed dispensary to be there. I went into one, and it is exactly... <laughs> like what you would imagine, like from Tulsa King, dude, just like three or four nobodies. I mean, I don't want to insult them. They're not nobodies, but, you know, they're just, you look at them and you're just like. Controversial episode, <laughs> Go on about them <laughs> but, but they're, they're just like. <laughs> dude, it's funny. The vibe was like exactly the same. Like no one gave a shit in there. Their security was literally. Like we come from the Seattle area. So when you go into a fucking weed dispensary, there's a fucker standing right next to the door. There's a guy in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Steroids.
0: 1998.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they got they got to walk you with another homeboy that's in the parking lot waiting for your ass to run out of the store. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like (laughs) then you go out to Kaleelum and like it's just four white people like that have never lifted weight above 25 pounds in their life and, and like you can just tell like you literally i could i'm not a criminal at all and i'd be like i could hold this place up right now. <laughs> like fucking... maybe i should start a life of crime <laughs> dude one time i walked in there and it was just it was just one person in there at 10 30 they closed at 11 i walked in there at 10 30 and it was one person in the store yeah, so if that. anyone from clay Elm is hearing this right now change your shit okay <laughs> but also no, we're not no.
0: endorsing crime against the city of <laughs> no clay Elm, i'm
1: endorsing okay? a better security <laughs> s- uh, situation all right
0: don't blame us that you get robbed tomorrow okay
1: uh but, but yeah it was it, it, like whoever got that they they knew what they were talking about they clearly have been into a dispensary in the middle of nowhere yeah because <laughs> they they, they wrote the it research. down <laughs> yeah
0: well i mean I, I get the same feelings with yellowstone especially early on where like because we spent so much time in wyoming i sort of have like an I- idea of that type of place and kind of the authenticity components like me and you would be able to see through bullshit if like 20 years from now, they made some fucking TV show about Wyoming. Like say they made a show about Pinedale. Me and you would oh, yeah. intimately know if it was bullshit or not.
1: They're always going to church it up.
0: But they, for sure. But I got the feeling watching Yellowstone early on that it felt really authentic. Like it felt like it was really shot in that type of place. I don't know where they actually shot it, but it's definitely in that area. Uh And yeah. it just felt authentic to me.
1: I bet you there was a little less drama and a lot more trauma, though, in the real real side shit. <laughs> I haven't seen 1883, but I'm sure there's a level of drama and intrigue that wasn't actually there in reality. <laughs> yeah. They, I, People I feel, just died. <laughs> I feel an authenticity with this
0: this guy Taylor Sheridan, where it's it's weird because he's starting to churn a little too much out. Maybe it's going to bite him in the ass, but I... Every show I watch is, no matter how bad, and even like the recent Yellowstone season. I don't know if you're current on it, but the new season is rough. It's not good. Yeah, even then uh, though, like it it still feels authentic to a point. hmm.
1: Is um, Kevin Costner still part of it?
0: Yeah, he's governor now. I guess that's a he governor. He governor.
1: (laughs) I knew that big 10 gallon fucking hat of his was going to be governor one day (laughs) that fucking thing big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that might be a 12 gallon hat actually.
0: (laughs) Everything that's going on in season five feels sort of predictable and kind of like rehashy. And a lot of people are calling for the show to end. So it's not great times for Yellowstone, but I do feel like his new shows are pretty good. Even this new 1923 with, uh, our boy Harrison Ford, which this is the first show that Harrison Ford has acted in, in probably like 15 years. Like, he's been phoning it in for fucking so long, dude. Maybe 20 years he's been phoning it in. He actually acts in this fucking show, dude. Taylor Sheridan got that motherfucker to act again, so that by itself is an accomplishment.
1: But It's funny you say that, because it's guy I don't know. I don't watch too much. I mean... Other than the new, the new Rambo. What else is? I mean, there it, there hasn't been that many. Did I miss an Expendables?
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about Harrison Ford right now.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about Sylvester. No, 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 no,
0: no. I'm talking about Harrison Ford in 1923. Sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I think
0: Stallone did good in this
1: and Tulsa King too,
0: but not not like anything too crazy. Like I think Stallone's a good actor. Period. I know people like to meme on him, but.
1: Well, that actually makes me want to watch 1923, though. Because you so are correct. Dude, absolutely, absolutely. About yes. fucking Harrison Ford. That guy. I honestly thought he was getting dementia. I thought they just weren't saying anything. I thought he was really just trying to lose his fucking ability to act. Yeah, dude, I, in Star I, I, Wars, absolutely. he was dog shit.
2: He, he,
0: dude, everything I've seen him in for the last 20 years, he has phoned in the performance. And that's one of the reasons I went into 1923 with low expectations. But he's actually really good in it. And it's wild to see him
1: act again. You literally haven't seen him act.
0: You, you'll watch.
1: I haven't seen shit. him act since Anchorman 2 when he turned into a werewolf. Yeah. It just yeah, like the way he, he did that scene. I was like, Harrison Ford actually enjoyed doing that. Like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> good, good
0: call. That does seem like the D embarkation line for his phone. It was dude. DNA.
1: After that, it was just like he disappeared for four years or something and then reappeared and was dead on the inside. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, uh, uh, what'd you think about Tyson His uh, his driver that he gets in the first episode and persists all the way through.
1: I thought it was, I thought he was a great actor. I thought the character kind of saddened me cause I sided with his father. Oh yeah. <laughs> pretty much the whole show. <laughs> I was just like, this is really sad fucking, cause I honestly thought he like, especially, especially in, in the last episode when like they pretty much, I mean, they gave him the death scene, you know, where it was just like, I'm glad it was you that picked me up at the airport type shit, you know, and then it was just like a fade to black. And then to the at the bar, I was like, yeah, he's gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah. So and then, of course, he does get shot, but doesn't die. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it's just like. It, we all like as a person, you know, like that was pretty much the uh, obvious result of his path as a character. And uh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of sad. Just that character in general.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked the concept of turning the driver into a permanent character because Sopranos always had a driver, but it was always random and it always changed. It wasn't like a character. It was more like a duty that one of either a filler character or a real side character would fill in from time to time, depending on which season I like that. Yeah. I. On one hand, I kind of hope that the next season has a new driver and it's like just every season has its own driver. But on the other hand, I do like... It was interesting to see the driver as a character evolve through a season because usually that's not their job. They're just there to drive. So it was (laughs) interesting. I like that a little bit. It was a cool accoutrement on the show that was different.
1: I have no no doubt next season he'll probably time will have passed and he's probably going to have his own (laughs) cab business or something like that. Cause you know, yeah. So is going to be in prison probably for a while that I don't Uh, know if they're going to do a a time gap or if they're going to get him out immediately in season two. I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah.
0: That's going to be the interesting thing because they could do a gotcha and he just gets off as soon. Like they could just start the second season right at the end of the first season and like they're like, oh, they brought you in on phony charges, you're free to go. You know what I mean? They could pull that, or yeah. it could be he's in prison for another ten years and his fucking daughter is like the bride from Kill Bill.
1: <laughs> I think honestly what it's going to be is that he's just going to be held up for like no more than a year or something. He's probably going to do it like six months or something like that, and when he gets out, everything that he was just setting up is going to be like just starting to, you know, profit you know like the 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 lounge is going to be done on the outside like they had in that picture at the very end because they they renovated the inside And then when everyone was walking in they showed you what the outside was going to look like soon yeah i'm sure it's going to like he's going to get out and that's going to be done and you know uh, i'm sure like uh, tyson's going to have like a cab business set up like some type of like you know chauffeur business or a limo business something like that set up I can already, I I think that's probably what's going to happen. I'll put my money on it.
0: Yeah. That's, that is definitely what I would predict is like the most likely path.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it probably will be like six months later. It'll probably exact say exactly six months later. (laughs) Yeah. So what,
0: what do you think about the daughter? So the daughter, the daughter starts off absolutely despising him as the show progresses Some things happen and she starts talking to him, but still doesn't like him, but is talking to him. Then this bomb is dropped about her being raped by one of the his old gang buddies. Uh, And then dies. we have my (laughs) favorite part of this entire goddamn first season when Sly Stallone walks into that bodega and fucking does the closest thing to the curb stomp from American History X I've seen in a long time. He fucking beat that guy to death, and it was fucking badass as hell. And it like was really like kind of poetic because it was for his daughter that he had wronged, so it was almost like this sort of divine penance of absolute violence and carnage.
1: Yeah, for sure. That was definitely uh a fucked up scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so she, yeah, that, she at that point, she kind of likes her dad a little bit. You notice that as soon as, she, said she didn't want him murdered. but Well, it's funny because murdered, she
1: used the words you've ruined my life again. I was just like, well, wait a minute. what? <laughs> it doesn't even make sense anymore.
0: Yeah, but she, she turns quick from there and from that point on she's on the track to liking daddy again and then at the very end she's moving there, right? That's what happens with the last episode. She moves
1: her. Yeah. Yeah, and Does the husband go with her? Is the husband still in the hospital? I, I didn't see the husband after they had yeah. that discussion, he's just like, yeah, oh, we're not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and I she never moved.
0: saw him. I assume that she left him uh because
1: He got beat the, up like a bitch.
0: Yeah, the vibe I was getting <laughs> from that was like Bad timing for him and good timing for dad to kind of win his daughter back. (laughs) Her her fucking husband got punked and looked like he couldn't protect her. And then her dad is like literally killing the guy that wronged her and offering to protect her whole family and his stronghold, if you will. So it's kind of poor luck for the dude, if you think about it, even though he was a bitch.
1: I think he's going to start working for the uh for Peter's family i forget what the, whatever their last name is <laughs> uh
0: you mean the crime family
1: yeah peter's the old man that died i forget whoever cheeky cheeky's last name is oh, yeah. I, you know but i think yeah. i think because he's going to get left by uh, the daughter he's going to be super mad and since he's in new york with them i think they're going to get to him that's also gonna that's gonna be a side story in season yeah. two I'm predicting all this guys this is I'm telling you it's gonna come true
0: <laughs> yeah and one of the things we were talking about surprises in the the non-spoiler review one of the things that surprised me was with cheeky uh when they were planning to ambush murder sly in Tulsa towards the end of the show I didn't think they were gonna succeed don't get me wrong I wasn't like Oh, they're definitely like Sly Stallone's definitely going to die in the first season of the show that's been renewed. You know, like that's going to happen. I didn't believe that, but. I did not think they were going to get punked the way they got punked. Like Sly Stallone ambushing him and being like straight up i know you're here to murder me i'm gonna steal your capo from you in front of your face and send you back to new york like, dude that was i did not expect that dude that talk about a fucking declaration of war that was one of the strongest declaration of wars i've seen since 300
1: yeah i was surprised i was really surprised that guy went with him too
0: I know. I'm like. I was like looking at it, like, oh, that's hilarious. Because like, I, yep, I wouldn't I'm trust gonna... him.
1: <laughs> he didn't even know, dude. Like at the end when they're like, he's doing the speech and shit like that. He's like, this is good. He's a guy. He's. I've known him for a long time. He's a good guy. Hey, what's your first name? I've never got your first name. Like, what the fuck, dude? Are you serious. <laughs> I love that. I love lines like that because it, it feels like if Sly was really
0: the guy in this show, it would be something Sly would himself would say. <laughs> I never learned his first name. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that shit killed me dude yeah. i was just like and you're gonna say like, dude Did you think this guy's gonna just go to war for you dude <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah
0: i also like um i really like manny i like the fact that it's it started with him trying to kill sly and then he ends up working for him that's another thing that was i put under the surprise department in the show like when he showed up to kill that
1: dude oh benny
0: yeah, <laughs> and when, yeah. when when he showed up and like fucking almost killed him and then like left with his wife there and like <laughs> mean mugged as he's walking out as he's laying <laughs> on the ground and it's like is this dude's about to start working for him after trying to assassinate him the day before is just
1: yeah, his was character is cool. a is a roller coaster to be, yeah. <laughs> to be honest.
0: He gets his confidence back so quick. He's like this little <laughs> defeated dog at first, and then like he works for Sly for like two days and he starts bossing his wife around, <laughs> like, no, you listen to me, bitch.
1: Well, it doesn't really make sense either is uh after it shows you what actually happened that put Sylvester away. Mm-hmm. Dude, Benny like was kind of like there for him he wasn't on their side he's the one that called dwight there you know he was the one was trying to like help this guy that that ultimately died in the fire yeah so like that that was the part that didn't really make sense to me and they didn't like really fill in anything else that would make sylvester think otherwise you know
0: well sylvester so, like, didn't well, sylvester was just going after him because he went after him right like it was a revenge <laughs>
1: attack so was, what was uh, you mean by that, well no he didn't know it was him immediately like when like when he saw him there initially he's like what are you doing here and shit oh, like that jump
0: for him to assume and need to assassinate sly yeah initial, the initial jump okay
1: yeah it was just like I, you would think, like, oh. after seeing the past thing, that they would be his boy, not his fucking, like, assumed right. enemy. <laughs> That's
0: true, but from his perspective, he hasn't seen him in 25 years. He didn't know he went to prison. He just thought
1: he was yeah. working for
0: the same family that entire time, and then he shows up there. So I can get why you would
1: think, it also,
0: maybe. But it's yeah. a big jump. Like, but it
1: also stuff. works both ways, too. Like, why would Benny, like, jump to the conclusion that he needs to fucking kill Sly. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It seemed really far fetched to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say far fetched, but I think that a little, the characters, the way they make decisions is a little like one track, not really giving things a lot of thought, knee jerk. Then
1: he seems like a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> That's so there the we go he's just like, card. he's just like, oh, My old mafia tie that I tried totally helping is showing up. I'm not going to engage with him. I'm just going to try to kill him in a (laughs) drive-by. Yeah, after I've changed my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean I kind of
0: agree with you. I do think it's a pretty big jump, and he could have invest done a little bit more investment. I think is what he could have done, but. I mean, some people do, like, some people have really swollen amygdalas.
1: (laughs) Benny's a swollen amygdala for sure, dude. (laughs) You see the bar fight where he just, like, gets that crazy smile on him just starts (laughs) fucking hitting somebody over the head with a bat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Benny's, he's changing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he, he had quite the arc, that is for sure. But uh, yeah, I feel like the biker gang was filler. If there was filler in the season, it felt like it was the biker gang stuff because it sort of tried to set up like it was going to be a long term story. But then they ended up tying it up really fast, like sort of out of nowhere a little bit like you don't really think it's going to end as fast as it ends up ending. And you're like, oh, well, we still have another episode. What's the rest of this about? And then you kind of find out. Yeah, what it's about. And it's not not the bikers The bikers are a season one thing and i'm glad i hope uh they either just fully focus on the other stuff with the, the time or at least introduce a sort of side plot seasonal gang that's not quite as like corny i don't know i didn't like the bikers i just thought they were kind of like they're dumb and kind of caricatures and the loyalty that that dude had with the bald I mean I guess almost all of them were bald right but yeah like maybe I'm I don't like uh, Sons of Anarchy either so maybe I just have a fucking thing against biker content but didn't enjoy it glad it's gone
1: well that shit's small fry. so they ever, I mean they could always bring in the cartel <laughs> hell yeah because that's who those people would really be fucking with if it was real life let's be real
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Fuck it, bring in the Yakuza. I don't care. Just not bikers again.
1: (laughs) Mexican cartel.
0: Yeah, well...
1: The Sinaloa, the Sinaloa cartel is probably who they'd be fucking with.
0: Yeah. But Ozark just did that, kind of, so they might not want to retread on that ground so quickly. But... It's true. Maybe. But it's real. (laughs) It is real. (laughs) Oh, shit. So anyway, I I don't think I actually got an answer for you when uh, the reason I brought up the daughter is the, the arc of the daughter was absolutely hate to the end. Basically, trust you with my life. You're my dad. We're good now type relationship all the way up to the very end when he gets arrested again. And then you can see the score drop. Like when you get dinged on your credit report, you see this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> right above her head. When you get in the cop car. Uh, do you think that she is going to double down on the daddy rec- reconciliation? Do you think she's going to become like a, like really close to him? Or do you think it's going to go back in reverse and negative relationship again, or maybe even not even in it for all, for all we know she could get written off.
1: No, I, I think I think it's gonna stay positive. Yeah. I'm sure like I said, I'm sure he's gonna get out relatively quickly. She's probably gonna be a linchpin to the success of the businesses while he was in. You know, they're probably gonna do give her that type of role. So
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely yeah. the direction I was <laughs> feeling too, but
1: Yeah. Not down my mind. I, I if she goes and like starts to hate him again, like that just one doesn't make sense to me and two would just be dumb and a waste of fucking showtime
0: yeah well i mean and also if it i don't know though like you see it from her perspective like she moves her family so he can protect her and then he immediately goes to prison it's pretty fucked up but it's like (laughs) at the same time you're right it would be a waste of television i don't want to see that shit yeah no
1: one wants to see that (laughs)
0: Yeah, so I almost wish it was going to be a long time skip, like ten years, because of that. Like, I feel like the six month he'll be, so best will be dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, don't I don't know what that guy
1: can. has. I mean, he's a lot of Peds, all right. <laughs> shit that don't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah, right? assault, <laughs> shit that uh, uh, shit only legends speak about, and it takes time off your <laughs> clock. Okay.
0: <yeah. laughs> so, so uh, speaking of surprises, again. Were you surprised when uh the kid drowned his dad, uh cheeky?
1: Yeah. What On about one it?
0: hand I felt it coming like like the betrayal. I felt the betrayal coming, but I didn't feel the bathtub drowning coming.
1: Oh, I felt like soon as the scene was there, I was like, oh, Peter's dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Well, no, no, no. Once they showed the bathtub and set the scene, I'm totally with you. But before that started and before you saw them at a bathtub, would you have ever guessed that he was going to drown his dad in a bathtub?
1: No, I actually actually was the exact opposite. Like when he was at the church and he was talking to like the pastor or whatever, and he's just like, he took my soul, you know, and all this shit. I was like, oh, he's going to become a good guy. (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna. He's like having resolution with the faster. He's like, you know, he's. And the next scene, he kills his father. I was like, okay, never mind. He, he, he's gonna. Yeah. He's becoming the monster his dad wanted to become. I <laughs> got it. <laughs> I
0: absolutely love the fact that he shaved his head and became kingpin. He didn't shave his
1: head, dude. He did He he had no hair. Remember, like he, he's no like,
0: no no, he did. Oh oh, you're right. He had some
1: hair, but he. He was using no. a wig. No, well he was I well you never you couldn't
0: So he shaved the remainder of his hair that was working in conjunction with the wig. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I but I just love the fact that he did that. Like it's like he's just like this oh, you ruined my life. I'm just, uh, to like, I'm fucking Kingpin. Look at my bald head. Let's go kill fucking Dwight. Let's go to Tulsa and make
1: women. Dude, when he comes out, when he came out initially, I was like, holy shit, it's Dana White. <laughs> 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 he really he could, good, dude. That's, that's if good. they ever do a movie for, of Dana White, he has to be the guy. <laughs> it's uncanny. Yes. Now that you mention it, I do agree with you. It's uncanny. <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. So, what did you think about the whole relationship with the FBI agent C story of the season?
1: I thought she was fucking annoying. Yeah? Yeah. Her acting was kind of like You know, actually, now that more and more I'm thinking about it, she's actually really realistic. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's like she's really manic, and she gives me anxiety <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, what? never mind, but it was like like the scenes with her and her uh psychiatrist, especially the last one where she's like has that psycho fucking smirk on her face i was I was like, this chick is fucking psycho dude <laughs> like there's no way i'd hit that again no. and fucking and fucking next next time Sylvester. i mean so finds a nice nice decent looking cowboy chick <laughs> that a cowgirl chick whatever you say and has her own farm all this shit and you're thinking oh he found his wife fucking shows up drunk at his doorstep he's like let's go inside babe it's like damn dude you're gonna fucking bed down that crazy bitch again that's that's insane to me it was insane to me that's what i think that's what i think of her (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know what guess what happened yep guess what fucking happened
0: So that, I think, is going to be the most controversial, is it a surprise or not? Did you see that coming? Because on one hand, I could see the argument that you could see that coming. But on the other hand, it felt super out of character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see how they set it up. It was very, you know, it was decently done or decently set up, you know. But I didn't expect her to go to that degree. You know, like... But I also, you know, like, after you turn it in and you think about it, it, it's kind of crazy that Sylvester handed her that much money. Yes. On a a fucking ATF agent. I don't care who you're fucking. I don't care how hot. Like, that's a fucking law enforcement member, bruh. You're a fucking criminal mastermind. Like, you just handed her a fucking USB drive with your fucking whatever data on like you know how are they fucking gonna nail you to that hard drive that thumb drive
0: <laughs> i think that's how he's gonna get out early i think that there's probably gonna be a trial and it's probably gonna open with a trial but they're gonna be like there's no way to prove that this is his bitcoin wallet because there is no way to prove yeah it, it has no brody information yeah. associated to it so i have a feeling it's gonna open with that like whole little like oh no we can't prove it. Bitcoin wallet is. Bodie,
1: uh, Brody's gonna. Is it Bodie or Brody? Uh, it's Bodie, I think. Yeah. Bodie's gonna do some Antonio Banderas hacker shit, dude. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> like they're how gonna be you like
0: associate Antonio Banderas with it's hacking. Still, I. Is it
1: Benicio? Oh, it's Benicio, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Benicio, <laughs> <outside Antonio Banderas. laughs> but, but you know, is that am I did I get it right? The movie Hackers, yeah, you
0: know like what I'm talking movie, about. There is a movie called Hackers, yes.
1: Is it Benicio, uh, or is it, is it Antonio? Uh, there's Antonio Banderas and there's Benicio del Toro. Benicio is like Sicario, right? <laughs>
0: Uh the hacker. You're talking about the one with um Angelina Jolie, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't think either of them were
1: in into- who is that? That's the guy from uh 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 Fuck. which
0: character are you talking about?
1: The main dude. Fucking am I thinking of a whole different movie? I think you <laughs> think of a whole thing. different
0: movie, man. I really do. <laughs> Hackers 1995.
1: <laughs> Oh, man, I am, dude. What's... What's... (laughs) Oh, man, what's the name of that movie, then? Fuck. There's a movie where he's, like, this expert... He's, like, a meme now. It's like he's an expert hacker. And he's... It's almost like a swordfish-type storyline. You know? Or he's, like, taken him by, like, a criminal group that needs his hacking expertise. (laughs) You know? And he... Has like a theoretical gun to his head, and he like has you know, the swordfish pretty much makes fun of it in like a two minute scene, which is like the whole movie. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? uh... Like Hugh Jackman getting like having a gun to his head and hacking into the FBI mainframe or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, 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 but that, but that little scene, like that's the whole premise of that movie almost. Uh, interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So, anyways, I'm not going to go on a
1: tangent. People know what I'm talking about <laughs> because it's like a, it's a cultural meme. Like people cultural use it all the time. Meme. Yeah, he sits he, after he's done hacking on the computer in like 3.5 milliseconds or whatever because he's so badass. He just like sits back in his fucking chair and breathes out and just He just looks up and he's like, "I'm so badass." And <laughs> <in>
0: what year? <laughs> what year are you talking?
1: Like, must have been the 90s. Was the I was 90s. super young, super young. It's the guy, it's the he was Zorro. Who is Zorro? That's
0: Antonio Banderas.
1: Okay, it is Antonio Banderas. I thought, okay, I was right.
0: Trying to think what movie Antonio Banderas is a hacker, (laughs) and this is fucking with me big time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea what movie you're talking about. I don't remember him ever hacking in any movie I've seen him in. But I don't know, man. You tell me.
1: <laughs> Let's see what it was. Wait a minute. Are you serious? It's assassins.
0: <laughs> oh, you're not <know> assassins. <laughs> he wasn't a hacker. He just 95. used some tech. He wasn't a hacker.
1: I don't there know. There was dude.
0: one scene where they did some super fake hacking shit. I remember that now. <laughs> oh, man. Dude,
1: this is why I think this is a fucking. Uh, si- we're in a simulation because I didn't even know what movie we were talking about, right? And then it turns out it's Assassins starring Sylvester you know, Stallone. Set in Come Seattle. on, dude.
0: Set in Seattle.
1: <laughs> dude. <laughs> what am I talking about right now, dude? The universe <laughs> yeah. was trying to talk through me right there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways.
0: Well, uh what else? What else? Have
1: All you- I'm saying is, is Bodhi is going to do some assassins level type shit. You know, he's just going to sit back in the chair and be like, I got this. Sylvester's chill, dude. <laughs> he's chill.
0: <laughs> Were you surprised that Bodhi didn't flip when he got arrested? Kind of. I kind of thought he was for sure going to flip. <laughs>
1: But the the flip side to that, him ending up being like some, you know, smart crypto thief, was kind of like made sense. But his character, like acting wise, didn't evolve after like his get his the mask was off. You know, like I expected him to act a little bit more like, uh, confident and secure with himself. Yeah after like the mask was off and people knew he was like this crypto badass who's rich but he didn't which didn't make a lot of sense to me yeah. but you know nonetheless i did like the the mike judge throw out though I don't know if you picked that up when uh tyson was asking him how he learned all that shit when he was like hacking into get uh wall trips money Mm -hmm. Um, Heisen asked how he learned all that shit And he's like, I was part of a A tech startup for five years
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah Silicon Valley (laughs) reference When you said Mike Judge reference I totally, my mind was going to Beavis and Butthead
1: I was like, my brain was like What
0: was from Beavis and Butthead? (laughs) I mean, no totally that was a hundred percent of fucking silicon valley references it's Pretty also weird. kind
1: of funny because he kind of plays the same character whatever he's in total same, no same no same slight to him yeah same yeah, demeanor, yeah. Same demeanor. <laughs> same demeanor. yeah
0: but isn't it a little wild you don't see like cross ownership references to different shows like that very often That was really weird if you think about it. Like, Think of anything else you've seen a reference like that for a show referencing another show that was only like 10 years ago. uh,
1: Yeah, dude, Sylvester's arch enemy, Arnold Schwarzenegger, did it in every single fucking thing he was in. (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) and guess what he was back every time (laughs) for a solid 15 years okay uh i
0: wonder if we're ever going to get a good sylvester stallone has kept it so long i just feel like arnold maybe it was the governorship but he just never seems like he can act in anything anymore it's sad honestly watching oh dude
1: arnold's bought and paid for man I hope I'd he say it's sad. Back, he's still it's younger. sad. He's
0: the same fucking age as Sly. Right yeah, now. but
1: everything he's do is going to be agenda driven. Oh,
0: that if that's he's true, he's that's bought
1: sure. and he's totally bought and paid for. Look at everything that he has done, put his face on, not and not just including shows and movies. Like, look at the advertisements he does on for everything. Like, he's totally bought and paid for. He's the opposite of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. who's pretty much shunned by Hollywood who has to produce and fund his own movies most of the time you know
0: fucking poor bruce willis has alzheimers or whatever the fuck that shit yeah. is like the dude the fucking action star golden era is fucking dying of old age right now and it is a bummer
1: yeah it truly is because there's no one i mean there i mean don't get me wrong there's a good amount of people that i think are hopeful to replace them eventually, especially if they end up being more cultural heroes than enemies. Like I think Chris Hemsworth has a huge ability to, you know, take up that type of mantle, you know, if each, you know, instead of just playing the Hollywood game, which it kind of like, sometimes I see, I hear things about him. It kind of seems like that's the type of guy he wants to be, but he, you know, he's young enough to still know that, he needs all that money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hopefully that changes. And then there's other people out there like Hugh Jackman, who's old in his own right. O- yeah, well, older, Hugh but he's like, he's not,
0: one, he's like one generation past the Sly gen. Like he's pretty old.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he's still, he still has one more generation than sly left in him. So I think we'll he had him sticking around we'll would be, be interesting. Well, yeah. And uh, I know there's other people, You know, I'm thinking uh, of Clint Eastwood's son. He doesn't get a lot of roles, but he's trying to get in more and more roles. I think that guy is pretty badass.
0: You know, um, Um, there's there's one that I want to call. Is it
1: Scott Eastwood? I think it's Scott Scott Eastwood. Eastwood. He's
0: pretty he's pretty good. But there is also
1: what's his name? Um, Kurt Russell's son too, who's been in a few movies. Overdrive was one, which was super dope.
0: I can't think of who that is.
1: Kurt Russell's son. What,
0: what's uh, his name? Have I, like, I'm trying to think of a movie I remember seeing him in.
1: Yeah, it's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. I forget. Um, dude,
0: there's this show. Um, it's based on a William Gibson
1: uh, novel.
0: It's called The Preparial.
1: Wyatt and- Wyatt Russell. Anyways, Wyatt Russell. go on
0: yeah uh anyway this is a it's a good tv show i highly recommend it it's a sci-fi like high concept sci-fi based on a really old sci-fi book like one of the greatest sci-fi books ever written but the reason i bring this up is because there's a character in that show called burton fisher who is like this He's sort of like a solid snake like character, but younger, like he went to war and he was a part of like the first generation of soldiers that had like chips built into their brains. So like they were all quantum connected, like a flock of birds to. Like, yeah. Their, their... <laughs> so like so he played the leader of that squad. His name, the actor's name is Jack Rayner. Dude, this fucking guy has like future fucking action star of the world written all over him. <laughs> I don't know what he's been in. I've never seen him anything else before, but he's really, really good in that. And I could totally see him becoming that type
1: Jack of Rainer's guy. his actual name.
0: Yeah, Jack Rayner. I don't think he's been in too much. I think this is probably his bust out role, but we'll see.
1: He's been in Transformers Age of Extinction 2014. <laughs> there we go. He was in Midsommar, too.
0: Oh, I haven't watched that still. Oh, now I want to watch it more.
1: And the peripheral, which I don't know. Yeah, that's TV what I'm, series. that's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about right now. Oh, but, yeah, uh,
0: yeah good show. Just, uh, just want to bring up. That's a, a good potential future action star.
1: Looks like a fucking loser to me. Anyways,
0: he's <laughs> watch the show. Trust me. You'll, you'll agree just you kidding. Really watch <laughs> yeah. it. There's, there's some fucking sick ass military scenes with him and his squad and some good shit. But, uh, Anyway, any parting thoughts on uh, Tulsa King before we get to our rating? Uh,
1: don't move to Tulsa. It's not. You're not do they film in Tulsa?
0: <laughs> I, they have to because...
1: It probably is. They, I, I'm not familiar with that town enough to I don't know, know if it's an authentic they Tulsa we're getting. But <laughs> They probably don't,
0: but I know they they have shots of places in real Tulsa that they use in the show and mix it in at the very least. Yeah. That stupid statue that they show that looks butt ugly. That's fucking real Tulsa shit. I know that. That's real Tulsa <laughs> shit. I,
1: I know <laughs> deep down in my heart. I know that's real Tulsa <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a good show. It's great. Uh, I don't know if it's Sopranos level. I don't know if it's so great that I'd be you know telling everybody about it but someone asked me you know asked me like what I was watching and if I had any recommendations I would I would definitely say Tulsa King was up there on the on the chart no doubt about it and I, I don't know if that's really hard to say anymore cuz I I don't watch a lot of shit so everything I watch I kind of vet so i don't i I don't really i'll like if i don't get a good vibe on episode one i just don't watch it (laughs) yeah so i don't have a lot all my recommendations are i guess good in that way yes i don't have i don't have a lot of things to recommend (laughs) you know (laughs) all my recommendations (laughs) are the shit (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) okay
0: all right all right well uh Put your money where your mouth is, Broadcaster Nichols. As you know, it is 2023, and with a new year comes a new ranking system. And this year, it was your turn, Broadcaster. What was it again? (laughs) (laughs) I would like to introduce the ranking system that he's probably already forgotten, even though he made it. (laughs) Official, patented Lucifer rating system. In which all of our ranks are actors that portrayed Satan, on a scale of S to D. On that system, broadcaster Nichols, what do you rate season one of Tulsa King?
1: I mean, should we should we go down the just the list pick, first? Pick
0: it, and then you'll p- pick your. Give your answer, okay. and then we'll explain it.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it a Peter Stormare. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Give it a Constantine from Constantine. Uh, well, I guess we'll we'll explain it. We'll explain it later. It's an A. <laughs> but uh, It is yeah. I'm going to give it an A. It's a solid one. Peter Stormare's performance as Satan was a strong, strong, strong performance. I, I would say only outmatched by the man himself, Tim Curry,
0: only outmatched by the rank I'm giving this show. A <laughs> oh, Tim wow. Curry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Thank you. Broadcaster <laughs> uh, so clearly I like it a little bit more than you. Um, I, I got like, I almost got heart palpitations. Like when I realized it was that new episode was out for the show. I, I started watching it like on episode two, and every episode, like, I literally downloaded it the second it came out. Like, no show. I don't do that for any shows anymore. None. I don't care enough. But I was doing that for Tulsa King because
1: I was. Dude, he, he's thing. just a I, Stallone simp, dude. I,
0: I am a little bit. And uh, that's OK, because he's the last based action star. I will hitch You're my shirt sure. to his wagon.
1: <laughs> no, dude, what's his name? Uh, the guy does that Amazon show that's been done by like three other actors, but it's like him now, Jack Reacher, I think, or is it Jack Ryan? I forget. There's it's a like Re- a Tom. There's
0: a Reacher and a Ryan. I think both of those things th- that you just splurted out. Yeah,
1: for. yeah. Well, Jack Reacher was Tom Cruise in two movies, I think, and then they did a show, and then Jack Ryan, I think, is. What's his name from The Office? Tom John
0: Cruz played both of those characters at one
1: point. God damn it, I think dude. he played Nature <laughs> at one point
0: and Ryan at one point.
1: Well, anyways, on Amazon right now, one of those shows is going, and they got a fucking gigantic person of a man <laughs> playing them, and that guy is 100% based. <laughs> he, he, he oozes based so much that I don't think, he should be on a set <laughs> anyways <laughs> go on <sighs> yeah uh
0: there's only a few very small things about the season that even mildly annoyed me and they were way too small for me to really really go down any road of imperfection for nine episodes it was short it was to the point it was watched alone go from prison inmate to fucking king of Tulsa, which is exactly what the title of the show says. I like the fact that they explained their title within the show. Nothing bothers me more than shows with fucking dumb titles like the sadly cancelled Raised by Wolves is a great example. It's like yeah, Tulsa dude, King to the point. This man so is sad. the king
1: of Tulsa. He
0: is the king. <laughs> yeah. A town I've never been to. That's <laughs> <never been>
1: <laughs>